Oh man, that intro gets me every time. Welcome back to McGregor Movie Talk. I am your host, Ian McGregor, and I am joined as always by my beautiful, beautiful co-host, Nicole. Nicole, welcome to our first series review. How are you? I'm super, super excited for this. I'm ready. I am so ready. I love this series. I've read the books. Have you read the books before? I have not, but I see them on our shelf and really should give them a read. They are really good. Now, we're not going to be going into one of those, the book says this and the movie does this and going back and forth like that. We're just going to be talking about the movie, going into details about different things in the movie, what we like, we don't like. For most part, for me at least, it's probably going to be a lot of the like part because I love the whole world of Harry Potter. Do you know we share the same birthday? Do you really? Yeah, like the same birthday as Harry. Yeah, so anyways. But, Ooh. Right? So as a, as a young boy, reading that, having the same birthday, I'm like, oh my God, I'm Harry Potter. So cool. Yeah, so we're going to be going over all eight movies. Typically, we go over different things about the movie, different kind of stats and figures and different kind of facts. We're going to be a little bit different. We're going to go over just a couple because at the end of the series, we're going to go over the whole series as a whole. So any budgetary things for the series as a whole, any over the series kind of continuation things, we're going to be going over all of that in more detail. Have you seen the Harry Potter movies before we started doing this? Yes. This is not my first rodeo. So when did you first see the Harry Potter movies? Did you see them in the theaters or? I don't think so. I was more of a watch after the fact i believe but i enjoyed them i really thought they were you know magical it's a world where you can escape from what you're dealing with on a daily basis and it's kind of fun to see the magic and things you don't see in this lifetime yeah and it's such a huge world that jk rowling has really created and that there's so many different avenues to go down and so many different variations and creations and there's even like prequel movies there's so many things you can talk about oh absolutely it's going to be an action-packed time i tell you one thing i definitely want to do when the pandemic is over and we can start traveling the world and be free again i want to go to london and see that alley oh that would be I so fun the alley way the outside is a legit alley they didn't recreate it in a set that's a real, like, alley that just went down and filmed on. It's such beautiful scenery, too. That was a large reason why I really enjoyed the movie to begin with, mm-hmm. especially seeing it from the critical eye. This, the way I watch movies now is a lot different <laughs> than I watched movies before we started making the podcast. So I do feel like I kind of take in all the different sceneries, all the different characters, what they're doing, what they're wearing. And to see that cobblestone walkway it's just it's so magical looking i cannot wait to go and travel there i think it'd be amazing the scenery just in that one alley would take i think a whole day just to go down and look at every little detail and see everything and it just it's breathtaking yeah i think it'd be great so if you want we can get right into the actual movie the first movie we watched is the first movie in the series Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Now, for any American viewers out there, this is called Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone in the U.S. Oh, wow. Why is it different? I have no idea. I did some research. There was no real reason behind it. The U.K., Canada, 
all around the world, it's Philosopher's Stone. J.K. Rowling wrote the book as Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. And the U.S. is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. That's so weird. I don't understand myself personally, but that's okay. That's what, but I, we'll be going based off the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. Before we get into the movie, I do want to mention that th- sometime throughout this episode, one of us will say that there's a code word. Now with the code word, make sure you write these things down because at the end of the whole series, there's going to be eight code words in total. You can DM us on either Instagram or Twitter and let us know what the eight code words were. And you're actually entered into a chance to win a very, very special prize. Nicole, what's that special prize? It's this, the series in book form. So exciting. It came in the mail today and we were so excited to open it up to see what this series books looked like and they are so cool so definitely get those code words into us at the very last movie podcast that we do for harry potter and make sure you have all those code words dm us it's gonna be so exciting get in there very exciting and i'm looking at it and they're collector's edition books so just the way that the books are designed it's so much more different than the originals I love it. I think they're very snazzy. If no one ever DMs us, they become mine, and I'm very excited. So (laughs) (laughs) I think it's going to be a great prize and very excited. So just keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Keep an ear out for the code words to come up. Who knows which one of us is going to say the code word. Once it's said, we will go into it and be like, hey, that's the code word. Write it down. Yeah. I'm excited. Very excited. So now we can finally get into Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. We start off with Dumbledore and Pivot Alley. And he, this little like flashlight clicker thing. Yeah. I thought he was, uh, when I first saw him when I was a kid, I thought it was his wand that he did all that with. No. But it's like a clicker. Mm -hmm. And he clicks and all the little lights come shooting at him. So it's all dark in the alley. The alley was empty to begin with though. Yes, it was. It seemed like it was in the middle of the night. Yeah, so no one was around to begin with. So why it has to be in pitch black is beyond me. So, so true. We get to uh, Hagrid's coming down with with a little baby in the in the basket, and they drop it off at Four Pivot Drive, which is of course the house of the Dursleys. Can I just say I hate those guys? They're so mean. I the the evilness. And the just pure anger towards this baby is unreal. Complete child abuse. Let's just be realistic. Like, they just absolutely hate this poor kid. And it, hasn't he been through enough? His parents were murdered. Yes, murdered in front of the baby. That the would baby, be traumatizing. The baby witnessed everything happen. Poor thing. The mom died right in the like, bassinet mm-hmm. area. Thank so goodness like, that we don't remember when we were really, really, really young and in baby form. Like, what's your earliest memory? I can I think I remember like five and six years old, a couple like little snippets in my mind. As a two-year-old, I don't remember anything. Do you? I remember some stuff, but not really. This poor baby. Thank goodness he doesn't remember. That'd yeah. be so terrible. Yeah, he remembers not literally nothing. Yeah. Because he doesn't even know magic exists. Well, the poor kid wakes up in the closet. It it obviously flashes quite forward. 11 years, yeah. So 
poor kid waking up in the closet. I don't really think that's legal. No, it's that that's he's the boy who sleeps under the stairs. That is so so sad. So then Dudley comes down the stairs, and knowing that Harry's underneath the stairs trying to sleep in this very cramped little area, he starts jumping on the stairs to get the dust and like spiders and cobwebs to fall on him. Like, where like, did this kid learn this behavior? Is what I was thinking. And then I realized from his parents. Yes, his parents hate Harry more than Dudley hates the baby. Well, you learn it from somewhere. Oh, yeah. Poor, poor Harry. Everything and is about His glasses are movie. broken. And it's so sad. It's very sad. And then he gets out from underneath the stairs, and his aunt is basically like, Where the hell is my breakfast? Why weren't you cooking this? This story at the beginning seems very, very much like Cinderella. It does. You're right. I very a lot of connections with that evil aunt, I guess. Evil aunt, yeah. yeah. Immediately he has to like cook breakfast for them. And then you find out it's Dudley's birthday. Yeah. And that kid wants more presents. He wants whatever the heck he wants. He's a spoiled brat. Well, he got 36 presents last year. Wasn't happy. Was not happy at all. He wants 37, but don't worry. Aunt Petunia says, we'll get you 38. That's two more than last year. Can you imagine being such a brat like that? And Harry's sleeping underneath the stairs with broken glasses. Yeah. And this kid's upset because he didn't. He only got 36 gifts. Ridiculous. Awful. Then they go off to the zoo because that's where Dudley wants to go for his birthday. I'm surprised that Harry was allowed to go. That's a really good point. I'm surprised he is allowed to go. Yeah. I'm surprised would, he got to would go. You would think if they're like, I hate this kid, just stay on. Well, maybe they don't trust him to be at home by himself. Uh, they're holding him captive there, basically. Oh, basically. Oh, yeah. Uh, why didn't they give him up at all? Why don't they just give him up for adoption or say no thank you? Or just be like, this isn't the job for me. And we don't want, yeah. we, like, Aunt Petunia knew that Harry was a wizard, spoiler alert, but like, she knew ahead of time. So like, why would she be like, this obviously, he's, this kid's going to be a wizard. Get rid of him right away. Don't want to bother him in my house. She should have just let him go. Should have. At the zoo, Harry, but he was talking to the snake. I thought he couldn't do magic without a wand, but apparently that's not the case. So I thought that same thing, to be honest, but in the actual movie, I believe Hagrid says, have you ever been so angry or scared that weird things just happen? So emotions do play some sort of role in what you're doing because Harry was upset with Dudley. Yeah. He was being mean. Like normal. Like normal. Push him to the ground. Um, oh, it was nice to see a little snippet of magic in there. Yeah. And the, and the snake can talk to Harry and speaks words. Because yeah, once, like full once blown the snake words. is out, it's like, thanks, bud. And then uh, slithers away. But then Dudley's stuck in the cage. And he's like, <laughs> mama, mama. And Mr. Dursley looks at harry and is like this is your fault he immediately knows which is ridiculous. i don't know how he would understand that yeah did he know that harry was a wizard and could do magic like that i'm sure petunia and vernon talked like they would had think to have. so would they think. would have had to talk because he doesn't seem surprised spoiler again we're just gonna talk about at this point Hagrid, when he says you're harry you're like wizard he wasn't like, what? So he had to have known. I guess so. So he had to know that Harry magically put Dudley in this cage. 
Which he deserved. Well, I would have put him in the cage. Or left him there. So once they get back home and Vernon is freaking out, angry as hell, a letter shows up for Harry. This is so funny. And what the letter says to Harry, the boy underneath the stairs from Hogwarts. And the second Petunia sees Hogwarts, they lose their minds. Yeah. I just don't understand why when they saw that letter, why they weren't like, send the kid away. We don't want him anyway. Instead, they're hiding the letter from him, hiding the information that he's an actual wizard. They just don't want anything to do with Harry, but are keeping him there like a prisoner. Yeah, Yeah. why wouldn't they want Harry to go away for a year? Yeah, I just, I don't understand. But I love the fact that they kept trying to destroy the letter, and then all of a sudden, the letter kept coming and coming and coming. With hundreds of owls. Yes, it just ended up taking over the whole neighborhood. Can you imagine being their neighbor? Looking at the window, and you're like, oh, there's 40 owls on uh, the Dursley's card today. It's like a bird sanctuary (laughs) or something. (laughs) Like, that would have been a little interesting if I was their neighbor. I would have thought something strange was going on. Oh, yeah. That would have been a red flag for me, for sure. Could you imagine that our neighbor, we, we look out the window and we're like, oh, there's uh, 80 owls on Jocelyn's car. That's that's kind of cool. I would think like, that was a little odd and be like, hey, Jocelyn, what's going on here? Yeah. What's, what's with all your car? What's, all, what's with all the owls? And it was bright in, t- in the daytime. Vernon was going to work. Which I thought that owls were nocturnal. Well, these are magical owls, though. Magic owls. So these magical owls, they're all day and all night. They can go whenever because they're magical. Wow. Duh. (laughs) So (laughs) Harry's aunt, I'm just going to refer to her as Harry's aunt. I don't want to give her a name. Okay, that's fine. And the uncle decide that it's going to be, let's travel to a far off land to get away from letters. Did they think magic couldn't swim? Well, and it's like, where the heck are they? They look like they're in a lighthouse. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of like the ocean, it looked like. Yeah. With a storm brewing around them. It's in the middle of the freaking night. And it's right Harry's, at midnight. Harry's birthday. Woohoo. And obviously, the saddest little thing like, the poor guy is drawing a cake in the dirt and blowing out dirt candles yeah that's so sad very sad and then you hear smash at the door and smash and smash until it breaks down yeah and hagrid's huge hagrid's like eight feet tall yeah sorry hagrid's at the door (laughs) (laughs) i just started going right to hagrid he's huge and scares the living crap out of all of them oh yeah and he's all excited to get in there and he's like oh it's a big storm out there and then he sees Dudley and he's like, oh, Harry, you're a little bit wider than I thought you would be. <laughs> <laughs> then, of course, Harry comes out from behind the corner there and he's like, no, it's, it's me. I'm Harry. And he got a cake. Hagrid gave him a cake that oh, he yeah. made. Very sweet. A little squished. That's okay. It's like, that's probably the first cake that he's had. Ever. Oh, absolutely. There's that's no so way sad. that his aunt and uncle gave him a cake ever. That's so sad. And then Dudley starts eating the cake. And while he's eating the cake, Hagrid has a little conversation with Harry. Mm-hmm. And goes, you're a wizard, Harry. And Harry's very like, oh, okay. Like if someone told you, Nicole, you're, you're a witch, would you be like, oh, cool, okay. 
People have. Who? Oh, the ch- <laughs> Not in a nice names. way. <laughs> give me their names. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I'd be pretty ecstatic to know that I could do different yeah. magic and stuff. But he finally gets to read his letter. Yes, because Hagrid personally gives him the letter and says, like, Hand delivers. Like, You're not getting this mixed in translation anymore. Here is the letter. And he finds out that he's going to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. So freaking exciting. And that I guess he's leaving like right then and there. Like yeah, well, not. I'm sure he didn't have much to pack. No, he had nothing, right? They, there's no way they brought clothes for him to go there. There's no, no way. No. And at this time, Hagrid looks over and sees that Dudley has been eating the cake the whole time and gives him a little tiny pig's tail. <laughs> <laughs> So he had his own birthday cake, like what, the day before? Yeah, very, and uh, 36 presents, and he went to the zoo. And then he's still greedy enough to eat. He wants to eat squished cake. Yeah, that's so sad. And that was Harry's only cake. Like, that's brutal. Kid deserved a curly tail. Yeah. And then that's kind of it for the Dursleys for the movie. They're not Thank shown. Goodness. They're not shown again. They're not. They're brought up at the very, very end, but they're not seen. And that's it. Jerseys are gone. Goodbye. Good riddance. I hate the jerseys. They're so. Oh, anyways, <laughs> I just rattle your feathers. I'm very rattled. I am. So off Hagrid and Harry go to London, walking down the streets. And I, like we said in the beginning, before we got into the movie, I would love to go there and take a look at everything. So cool. People are not really giving Hagrid the weird look. Like, before they get into Diagon Alley, before they get into all, like, wizardry stuff, he's walking down, like, a regular street in London, and nobody's looking at him. No. This guy's If I saw someone that tall, I think I'd have, like, wide eyes and be staring at them. Not in a disrespectful way, but just be like, wow, that person's really tall. I would notice if someone was eight feet tall and, like, 500 (laughs) pounds walking around with an 11-year-old, I would notice. No, that's so true. So true. I loved the shopping spree scene. Yeah, it was like cool. them going to all the places, and of course, Harry's like he had no idea that he had money. Oh, he he thought he's like I can't afford any of this. Yeah, he's like, oh, don't worry about that, Harry. I've got you covered. You got lots of money in the world, and Harry's apparently the Potters are one of the most wealthiest families, and Harry had no idea. Yeah, it's all wizard money, but yeah, yeah, but still, he had lots of it. Well, good for him. He got to purchase whatever the heck he wanted. That trip to the bank, though. I was not expecting our good friend from the Leprechaun movie. <laughs> and Willow's and coming Willow. out soon. We, we, we have watched Willow, but Warwick Davis is in the movie. Hey, Warwick. What up? Like, <laughs> it's like, I a great like, movie talk legend. <laughs> is this his podcast? We're At just, this point, it might as well be. We've, most of our episodes have had him in it. And we've talked about him. He is a legend to McGregor Movie Talk. He yeah. is our first ballot Hall of Famer for the show. He is an amazing guy. Yeah. And so excited he's there. He's there in two roles for Harry Potter. Yes, he is. He is the goblin that shows him where the door is. For the, the bank? He, at, at, in the bank, when he goes mm-hmm. down through like, the tunnel and the, like, it was like a roller coaster kind of thing. Yeah. And he's also Professor Flitwick. I knew it! He is. Because he, at first I was like, well, no, because... I knew I knew it. I looked at you and I'm like, that sounds like him. Typically I would have been like, yeah, it's probably him, but I already knew ahead of time 
that he was the guy in Gringotts. So I didn't yeah. know he was two roles. I had no idea. But yeah, I found that out afterwards. He plays both roles. I called it. Like I recognize his voice because he's famous. You did. You called it. That so, bank, though, you definitely 100% get the precursor for what this film is going to be about. Oh, yeah. The secret vaults where they have to go. And Hagrid's got his pocket and he's got the stone in his pocket. You don't know what it is at the time, but you knew that this was going to be part of the movie and it was important. Yes, it was a nice little precursor. You're like, what's going on? What's in Hagrid's pocket now? Dumbledore has a secret mission for him to go. Like, what's going on? Harry hasn't even met Dumbledore. He has no clue what's happening. But it's very, very hush-hush. Oh, for sure. Definitely a hush-hush situation. And then they go shopping. They go on a little shopping spree. He gets his books and a cauldron and has all kinds of stuff. And, and then he got his first birthday present. Which was so exciting. Yeah. Like, first he gets a cake. Now he has a present. Which Harry, is his owl. His whole, sweet. his whole life is changing. Now he has his owl like you just mentioned. So happy for him. Yeah. And what, uh, one thing from the shopping spree that got me a little confused. Mm-hmm. The whole street's packed, people. They're going to all these shops. They're going buying things. You see wizards and witches everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then Harry goes into the wand shop. Yes. It is empty. Which I thought was weird too. I was like, wouldn't there be other people, other first year students going in to get their wands? You would think so. Every other, every other place is full. The bookstore was full. There, where they got the cauldrons. Everything was full. Everything. But the wand shop completely empty. And there's yeah, cobwebs everywhere. Yeah. It was quite a disorganized disastrous mess in there although the shopkeeper knew where stuff was yeah he knew the exact spot of every single wand possible and he tries a couple with harry and they don't really work and then he finds one that does work Mm -hmm. but nicole who is the only other person to ever have that wand well it was like the the twin wand right it was a twin wand with a with the phoenix's feather say the name Oh, I can't believe you said it. I was waiting for it. I didn't know I think you were actually going to say it. I'm making a face, too. You, you can't see the face, but it is a face of thunder. It is... Voldemort. Wow. If you could see this face, people, I'm telling you, I'm scared for Voldemort. <laughs> this, wouldn't even be a, this wouldn't even be a series. He'd be defeated first movie, just peeled right? off that face. Just by my stare? Yeah, the face of, like, anger. Yeah. You know what I didn't realize that wands did different things. What do you mean? I didn't realize because you had to pick which one was best. It's almost like the wand chooses you. Yes. The ones that he tried out to begin with yeah, did not suit him. Not exact, the the files everywhere and then one like Yeah, it was like misbehaving because that wasn't for him. Well, if it's because the he was connected to Voldemort. Oh because it, we'll find out later in the movies in the series we'll find yeah. out a deeper Don't connection spoil it. i know that's why i'm trying to say like i want to just start saying things being like when you find out in deathly hallows part one you find this little nugget out i have to make sure i don't say that kind of stuff <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so yes there's a there is a connection between the two we'll just leave it at that speaking of voldemort they go back to like a shop where they get drinks, him and Hagrid. 
And Hagrid wouldn't say his name at first. He just kept no. saying, he who shall not be named. That's why I just said it, because Hagrid said it. Hagrid said, if Hagrid can say it, then so can Nicole. And that's just a fact, people. <laughs> that's, that's just a plain old fact. That's just a fact. If Nicole can say it, anyone can say it. <laughs> yeah, I give you permission. You give me permission? Yeah. Voldemort. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Now, why don't they say his name? Was that mentioned? I don't. Is it like the Bloody Mary thing where you don't have don't say their name three times in the mirror, or else they come and get you? I have no idea what Bloody Mary thing you're talking about. Oh my gosh! Okay. What is what is what is that? You're not supposed to say Bloody Mary in the mirror three times because she comes and gets you. Who? Bloody Mary. I have I've never heard this. I swear to God, I've never heard this. Okay, well, look it up, damn it. Okay, well, now I'm interested in this Bloody Mary thing. I thought it was a drink. <laughs> it is a drink. <laughs> so they talk about Voldemort, and they talk about Harry's kind of upbringing in that Voldemort killed his parents. Yeah, because he wouldn't have known that, because they said that they died in a car accident. Yeah. His aunt and uncle said that. And they never told him the truth. I don't know why they wouldn't just say, hey, like, you're a wizard, and you're going to be going to Hogwarts eventually. Yeah, bye. But at least he knows the truth now. He knows that his parents died defending him from Voldemort. And that Voldemort is the one that gave him the scar. Yes. He knows all that now. Shaped like a lightning bolt. Yeah. Mmm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so when they were in the bar or the shop or whatever you drink, uh, people were all stopping and looking at Harry. Like everybody. Because mm. Harry was like, Harry, you're famous. Like everyone knows who you are. Yeah, he's the one who survived. Yeah. So that's when you meet Professor Quirrell, who, the, the guy with the, the purple turban. Oh, okay. You meet him in that bar. And if you noticed, yeah. I'm not going to say why just yet, but Harry extends his hand to shake his hand, and Quirrell won't shake his hand. Oh. Ah, see, there's so many little there's little Easter things. eggs in there. A lot of little Easter eggs. We'll get more into that a little bit later, but oh. he doesn't shake his hand. He won't. He doesn't extend it. Like, Harry extends his hand, but Quirrell just looks at it. Wow. Well, we'll figure that out a little later. I don't know why myself, but... Mm. <laughs> Sheesh. So, we get to this train station, and Harry goes, okay, go to platform nine and three quarters, and that's where the train picks up to go to Hogwarts. Harry's like, nine and three quarters? What are you talking about? So, he goes down, and he's looking for it, and he asks, like, the train conductor guy hey where's nine and three quarters and the guy's like i don't know what you're talking about get out of here kid and then harry meets the weasleys yay all the weasleys ron weasley ronald weasley and his mother and fred and george and everybody the whole family's there do you think it was weird so the harry goes and asks the person where nine and three quarters was mm -hmm. they thought he was crazy but when people are running into the wall, no one goes, what the heck is happening? Does nobody paying attention to that? How you, do you not see many people running into the wall? There'd be hundreds. There'd be hundreds of kids running into that wall. Yeah, like it makes no sense. That's craziness. You think you a camera or a, a pedestrian or anybody would just kind of notice, um, there's a whole bunch of kids there and now they're gone and they ran to that wall. Yeah, someone would have seen that. So we finally meet Ron. And Ron's like, it's my first year too. Boom. They're instantly best friends. Best buds. Best buds. It's ha probably Harry's first friend. Probably. 
if you think about it. Because yeah. Dudley wasn't his friend. No. And none of Dudley's friends would be his friend. And it wasn't like his aunt and uncle would be like, let's go on a play date with Harry. No. But Harry had no friends, probably. He probably didn't know what it was like to be treated nicely. Right? So they uh, get on the train and the little cart comes by and she goes, would you guys like a treat? Ron saying, no, I have this mushed up sandwich in the bag. I'm good. And Harry's like, you know what? I have a lot of money and I finally have a friend. Let's buy the whole cart. Yeah, that's great. Could you imagine being 11 years old and being like, let's buy the whole candy cart. Let's go. Let's do it. All sorts of different fun things. Things he's never heard of before. That was neat to see some magical treats. And we meet Which I'm sure he's de- obviously never heard of before. Oh, no. They're all wizardry treats. And we meet another person on the train. This time a little girl with some really fuzzy curly hair. <laughs> we meet Hermione. Hermione. There's Hermione. She's such a know-it-all. I love it. <laughs> I feel like you'd be Hermione. Probably. Not, not, not because of the know-it-all, but because you know a lot of stuff. I really do feel like I'm more of a Neville. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're more of a Neville. Let's be real. not Neville. <laughs> I'm klutzy. I lose stuff. I'm a Neville. You're a, a mix between Hermione and Neville then. Fair. <laughs> you're a Neville. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. So they get off the train. The, now the three of them are friends. Now they're all a little a trio. Yeah. And the first years have to take a boat to Hogwarts. Everyone else gets to go the regular way by train to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. The first years take a boat. Little ringy, like, rinky boat. And then they go up, and then you f- see Professor McGonagall, and she's like, hey, everybody, we're going to go into the main hall. The sorting hat's going to put you into your house. And it talks about the different houses. And then... We meet another little blonde boy. But this blonde boy is not friendly. No. Look at, once again, the face is priceless right now. Nicole. <laughs> My nose is all crinkled up. I'm like, grr. <laughs> who do we meet now, Nicole? Malfoy. Dun, dun, dun. You just knew he was a Slytherin. You knew. He, he might as well just walked in and sat right down. Why yeah, was he-, he knew where he was being sorted to. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah. His dad probably paid this, them to be like, he's a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Put him in there. Yeah. So he, he's chirping off and his two lackeys are like, yeah, ho, ho, Malfoy, yeah. Ho, ho. And he's like, that was a Potter. good representation. Right? And he whips out the first Potter and they go into the room and everyone's getting ready for the sorting hat and all the first years are standing there. They all look so young. Yes, they do. The night and day difference between the first movie and then the last movie. Yeah, it's completely insane. different. Yeah. So Harry's there, Ron, Hermione. The whole gang. The whole gang. Neville. You're your guy, Neville. <laughs> He's there too. <laughs> they start putting the hat on everybody. Now, every Weasley has always been a Gryffindor. Every single one of them. Okay. You can see them all sitting at the table. Yeah. Why, why would Ron be like, oh, I wonder what house I'm going to? Personality differences? Maybe. Like, what do they base your sor- sorting off of? I'm not really sure. Well, we got sorted. We did get sorted. We took the quiz. We got we sorted. We did. 
We'll have to post the quiz. Where would you guys be sorted? You must tell us. Are you a Hufflepuff, a Ravenclaw, a Gryffindor, or a Slytherin? Even when you said the word Slytherin there, you got all grumpy. Slytherin. I, my second choice was Slytherin, just to give you an FYI. And where were you sorted to? I was Gryffindor. I was Gryffindor. I think it was 53% something I got Gryffindor. So I was mainly Gryffindor. Yeah. And then my second choice was Slytherin. And then I believe Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw were like tied. What about you, Nicole? I am 34% Ravenclaw, 31% Hufflepuff, 25% Gryffindor, 10% Slytherin. Did you say that on your phone? Yes, I did. Oh, that's so smart. I didn't think of that. I'm prepared with a capital P. You are prepared. I, <laughs> I, I took the quiz. I'm like, oh, I'm Gryffindor. And then I just like closed it. I was like, I know what I am now. And then that was the end of it. So you? folks out there, let us know where you would be sorted. Do you know when they were being sorted, despite the fact that I've seen this movie before, it was so nerve wracking watching. <laughs> you I don't know, know why. If you were just watching them for the very first for time. For the first time. Never. But I've seen this movie before and I'm telling you, I was still <laughs> shaking in my boots wondering where Harry Potter would be going. And of course, where does he go? Better be Gryffindor! All three of them, Ron, Hermione, and Harry Potter, Gryffindor, a pardon me in my accent, okay? I feel like I did it too earlier. I think we're going to have a lot of accents. It's terrible accent. I'm sorry. No offense to anyone out there. I just, it, it just keeps coming out. We have some very loyal fans in, in United Kingdom right now. Yes, so we do. I'm My sorry. accent is terrible. I appreciate you your accent. The accent. I apologize. Yeah, we're butchering it right now. But yes, they all get to Gryffindor. Perfect. Obviously, Malfoy is where he belongs in Slytherin with his goonies. Oh, yeah. And so it begins. Now, I, once again, we're going to go to Harry and Professor Quirrell. We will never get his name right. Professor Q. Professor Q. <laughs> I like that. Professor Q. There we go. So you see Harry and he looks over and him and Snape lock eyes. And then Harry goes, ah, and touches his scar. Yeah. But the person talking to Snape is Professor Q. And it's the back of his head that faces Harry. Yeah. Oh, there's so many things that if once you realize who is the bad guy. Oh, yeah. You really get to see, like, especially watching it from this perspective now and seeing kind of, you know, you're not watching it for the storyline now because I've seen it, but watching it for those, those little Easter eggs that we're talking about. Yeah. And there's so many of them. They're, they're telling you, the, basically, if you know what's going on, they're telling you throughout the whole movie what's happening. Yeah. Which they're before just, I didn't pick up on. I, 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 knew, I, I knew things were coming because I knew who, what was going to happen at the end. So mm -hmm. I was watching for these kind of things to happen. And I'm like, oh my God, they're very blatantly being there's like, There's way more. Yeah. You didn't oh, realize. Yeah. And then there's way more now that you're kind of paying attention to it. Yeah. So I thought that was neat that the attention looks like Snape is the one that like giving like a weird stare. But Professor Q is in the back of his head's facing Harry. And now his scar is hurting. Well, it also doesn't help that Snape is completely mean to Harry. Yes. He, he does it quite often. Like the way he talks to him, he's taking his class and he's like basically being like, 
do you know this answer? Do you know this answer? Do you know this answer? And Harry didn't know. It was his first freaking class. Well, Harry wasn't say- paying attention. Yeah, I know. Maybe unpopular opinion. I'm team Snape for that scenario. Harry was not paying attention. It was his first class, first day of school, and he's not paying attention. Why would I be excited? To, I'm like, oh, of course, if it's your first class, you're not paying attention. You must know everything already. Yeah, he was still mean. Oh. <laughs> still mean. Yeah, so there's lots of little things there that I'm going to keep keep an eye on because there's a little bit of another thing that happens a little later on in the movie that is once again one of those things where it's a little misdirect of where you're looking. Yeah. So after we get some classroom scenes, they're in the dining hall and the owls fly in with all like the presents for the the kids and different little like things that were sent from their parents. So glad you're bringing this up. Oh, I'm bringing it up. (laughs) And Neville gets a remember ball and he looks at it and it glows red. And they're like, Neville, you forgot something. And he's like, oh, I can't remember what I forgot. I clicked on it immediately. To me, it's obvious what he's forgetting. Nicole, did you click on it immediately? No, I watch movies so obliviously. (laughs) I would not have picked up on that whatsoever. So what he's forgetting is his robe. Everyone else is wearing their big black robes under with their uniform underneath. Yeah. And Neville is sitting there with just his uniform on and no robe. Yeah. And you're right, because more than one person had had mentioned that in like forums and stuff that we were reading too. Oh, so yeah. you feel like a big old smarty pants. Well, I, I noticed it because he's wearing like a light gray sweater and everyone else in the whole dining hall is wearing a black robe. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Once you brought it up, I, I noticed, but <laughs> I'm brutal with that. But the most alarming part of that whole entire scene, okay. The owls are flying left, right, and center. Oh yeah, I would have crawled underneath the table and cried. This uh, episode of *McGregor Movie Talk* has not been released yet. It's called *Birdemic*. It is one of Nicole's all-time favorite movies. Mm. She loves it, and there's birds in it, and she loves the sound of those birds. Don't go there, Ian. (laughs) Do not go there. There's a very heated discussion in the future. The only reason why. I'm terrified of birds is because I witnessed one attacking Ian's head. It did. We were in Cuba and I was just walking my own business and a little like black bird <laughs> started pecking at your head. It swooped in out of nowhere. I was by the pool. Like it wasn't like I was off in the jungle area or anything. I was at the pool and a bird attacked me. Yeah. So now, you know, they are a hundred percent could just be fine and, and get you. They could. Moral yeah, of this no. moral of this podcast. Don't trust birds. Yeah. Just saying. No. I don't know why they would want birds. I picked a cat. See, I picked an I liked an owl. I think an owl would be good. <laughs> no one picked a rat. No one wants a rat. Or a toad. No thanks. So then we get to flying class. I feel like a lot of their classroom scenes are very quick. They are. Like one or two lines, next scene. One or two lines, next class. Like it was very quick like that. Small. Then the, the flying class was a little bit longer. I liked this one. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be, I would really would like to fly. I think that'd yeah. be really cool. Well, as long as you had a handle and you kind of knew how to do it, I think it would be so fun. This scene, a little nerve wracking. 
Harry picks it up very quickly, though. He does. For not for like two weeks prior, not even knowing magic existed, to being very good at flying is a yeah. pretty large jump. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like he got on that broom and he was just phenomenal. Yeah. Oh, wait. He's and quick. And he's giving a little bit of a tiffle with Malfoy right yeah. off the gate. Because Malfoy, of course, being a dick, starts throwing the remember ball around. Well, Harry has to get up and go get it now. So now him and Malfoy are flying in the air, flying everywhere. And out her window, Professor McGonagall catches Harry. Because they're not supposed to be flying because the no. teacher had to go. Because Neville broke his arm. Yeah. Damn Neville. Damn <laughs> Neville. Me. Oh my God, you are Neville. <laughs> it is. You yeah. would be the one to break your arm. I would want to be really good at flying, but I would just suck. It's just natural. <laughs> you are Neville. <laughs> He laughs, but I did break my arm when I was in grade one. Uh, You broke my arm and it scared me and I had a crush on you and then I didn't because of it. Did you name drop him? I missed that. I did. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. So he breaks his arm and the teacher's like, if you go flying, you will be in big trouble. Yep. And immediately. It happens. Immediately. There's always one. In this case, two. Yeah, well, just break the Mal- dang. Harry, Harry was trying to defend Neville and help him out. Now, yeah. I was just being a dick. Yeah, of course. But anyways, carry on. So there, McGonagall comes down and is furious, and is like, "Harry, come with me." And yeah, she, I thought she was really angry. She was. I thought she was. I would be. I'd be mad. And she walks but up she wasn't to mad. a random class and is like, pulls a student out and goes, "This is your new seeker." For Quidditch. Yeah. And he's like the first first year to ever get on a Quidditch team, which is huge. He has a legacy. His dad was also on the team and was a a seeker. So little another little tidbit with that trophy. They zoomed in on James Potter as a seeker. Yes, they did. But if you look a little bit above it, M. McGonagall was also there. Oh, I didn't know that. Once again, a little little tidbit for you mm. so i don't remember the position she was in or even even if it said a position but m mcgonagall was part of that trophy so she knows what it takes to do the game oh yeah she definitely knows she's the head of the gryffindor house oh yeah she is do you know um professor flittock who's our our good friend work davis he is the head of Rao ravenclaw he would have been my head guy he would have been your head guy yeah that's pretty cool cool <laughs> cool, cool. I thought I'd let you know that because we love Warwick Davis and you're Ravenclaw, so. <laughs> woo woo. They're back in the, in the Hogwarts castle. Harry, Ron, and Hermione are walking, and the stairwell switches them to this random door. If that door was off limits, why yeah, would I don't it, know. Why would they point it to him? That's so strange. And like, what was the option? To you had to get off. Stay there, on the stairwell you? and just wait. Like, well, there's no other option. Yeah. So they go through the door. And immediately I would be like, this is very sketchy. I'm not going through. It was like cobwebs and weird gargoyle looking yeah. things. Yeah, I would have been out of there. That would be for sure trouble. Well, even Hermione was like, this area is off limits. Yeah. So I'm she knew. I'm surprised she continued going on then. Like, Yeah, me too. Forward. She doesn't seem like a rule breaker. No. She'd be like, no, the rule says we're not allowed in here. And she, I would assume she would just stand at the door. Harry is bold and is, has his courage he just what would rock right in and yeah. ron would follow harry yeah but I, to me hermione would just stand at the door and be like guys come back here 
Yeah, and wait for the stairs to go back to where they belong. Yeah, but no, all three of them go in as well. Are these the stairs on a timer or something? I don't know. I think they just move whenever they feel like it. Do they go to different corridors or is it always the same? They must go to different corridors. That's so weird. Yeah. How would, like, what happens if you're trying to get to the bathroom and you're like, oh, well, now the stair was pointing me towards the kitchen. Great. Like, <laughs> how many students have fallen off the stairs? They're like, they don't pay attention. The stairs move and they fall. Very, oh. a very unsafe place. Hard that seems work. like a liability. Right? Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so they go through there and uh, Filch's, the janitor's cat, catches them walking through. Of course. Of course. Devil And they go to this door and they're like, okay, this door's locked. They unlock it because they hear Filch coming. Okay, please explain to me how all these students are magical with their wands. What's the point of even locking the door? That's a very good point. Unless there was like a spell on it, it makes no sense to lock the door. Yeah. Might as well have it as a door. Like, like, couldn't they just do whatever the heck they want? Well, maybe they didn't. Know. No, I was going to say. They probably Hermione, hadn't learned is that the one, stuff. Hermione is the one that unlocked the door. She's the only one who knows that stuff right away. I bet you, the because it was only a, a third year can go in that hallway. So it was probably like in the third year they teach you how to do that. Oh, but she's so smart. She's all book smart. No, she's so she She knows everything already. So they open the door and they sneak in the door because they're like, oh man. We got away from Filch. We're good to go. And they turn around. <laughs> and what do they see, Nicole? A little poochie. Just a little with three poochie. heads. A little, is it like a little chihuahua poochie? Or? No, this mat, it had to be like 20 feet tall, <laughs> this dog. And it had three heads, all with yeah. big, sharp teeth. Very angry. And did you catch the name of the dog? Fluffy. It's Fluffy, yeah. I love it. Fluffy. <laughs> Fluffy. And it's not a fluffy dog. It no, looks like a it boxer. is a very scary, angry dog. <laughs> <laughs> fluffy. And the CGI for this dog was phenomenal. Yeah, it was pretty good. Like, I felt like it was a real dog. And this was like yeah. 2000, like 2001-ish. Like, very slick dog. Very yeah, there was some spotty CGI in this. Sometimes, uh, yeah. Mostly with the flying scenes. But yeah, this dog was pretty well done. I liked it. I thought it was really cool. But they obviously get scared and run out because why would that? Why would you be in the room with a giant dog with three heads? <laughs> can I just say that Hermione says this quote? Oh, what's the quote? And I just can't get it out of my head. Okay, what's the quote? Being expelled is worse than death. Did I hear that no. right? I, d- I think you did that. You heard that definitely right. I don't agree with that quote. <laughs> but- <laughs> But, I don't agree with it either. <laughs> no, I would definitely pick being expelled over death. But for someone who is very book smart, like Hermione, it's basically the same thing for her. Like, yeah. she, she wouldn't be able to come back from being expelled. No. Like, her, her brain would just turn to mush. She, she wouldn't know what to do with herself. Crazy. So, Ron was talking about how Hermione is a big know-it-all. Mm-hmm. To Harry. And Hermione heard. So, she was so sad she ran to the bathroom and went and was crying in there the rest of them were at i guess having a meal in the dining hall when they got an alert saying that there was a troll and everybody was to go back to their dorm areas but hermione didn't know that there was a troll so 
this troll, which was terrifying looking, but also he just looked like a big dum-dum. Yeah, he had no clue. He's just swinging his big stick. Yeah, but he goes into the bathroom and Hermione is in there. And so what a scary situation. But Ron and Harry save the day. And this troll is put down flat on his behind and they save the day. And then of course, then the professors all come in and are like, Oh, wow, you did it. But also get, we weren't supposed to be here. Did you notice the order of the professors that came in? No. So McGonagall and like the regular professors and the janitor, they all run in at the same time. Mm-hmm. A little bit while later, Q comes in. Yeah. And then snake comes in after. Yeah. So I didn't notice that. They re- so what later we'll figure we'll talk more in detail about why. But when the troll gets released in the basement, Snape runs upstairs to floor three to make sure nothing's happening. In where Fluffy is. Where Fluffy is. Because Q was also going to the three. We'll get into that later. But Q realizes Fluffy's there, leaves, and then Snape goes to make sure everything's okay and then comes back. Mm-hmm. That's why there's an order of how they enter the bathroom and there's a gap between each one. Interesting. And Snape is, like, he's saying, okay, everything's good with the troll, but he is staring directly at Q the whole time. Does he know that, that there's something going on with this professor, Q? He he has his suspicions because even when in the di- in the when the Harry first meets Snape and they're in that dining hall, mm. and Harry touches his forehead. When Snape looks is looking at Harry touching his forehead, he looks at Q right after. Like he has to know that Professor Q is after Harry. He knows something's up. At, at this point, he knows something's up, but he doesn't understand what yet. Yeah, that's he so knows weird. something is not right. Yeah, I just feel like he Snape was almost hiding the fact that this guy was bad. There was something wrong. He even said in in one of the scenes, "Don't forget where your your allegiance is." Yes, that's when Harry was in the visibility cloak. Mm-hmm. Then Harry gets a special gift. Yes. <laughs> the special gift. The special <laughs> gift. The Nimbus two thousand. But it's wrapped. Oh, it's wrapped. It, very his- obviously wrapped. He gets his first gift for, so with, from his owl. Yeah. Delivering it. But I thought he knew what it was right away. But he unwraps. He goes, oh, it's a broom. What was your first freaking clue? It was the shape of a broom. But you would think they would notice because at the beginning of the movie in Diagon Alley, they're walking down. And Harry goes, what's that? And, Harry, and Hagrid goes, that's the Nimbus 2000. Mm-hmm. So... Hagrid points at it at the beginning of the movie and mentions it to Harry. So when Harry sees it again, he's like, I don't understand the broom. Like, he's supposed to sweep the floor? Like, how was he, what's Harry thinking? Well, he has to know because he's already taken the flying class. You would think. (laughs) (laughs) So now it's time for Quidditch. Yes. Very action-packed, I found. The Quidditch was very quick, very actioned. A lot of stuff happens during the game. Yeah, and they said, have a good, clean game. That didn't wasn't a good, clean game to me. Maybe for them, that is a clean game. Well, what are the <laughs> rules then? That's what was not a, a nice, fun, clean game. They were elbowing each other, knocking each other. 
hurting people. That wasn't clean. Yeah. It wasn't clean at all. And I got a little confused with the point system. So I did a little bit of research after the point system. Okay. So the snitch, once the snitch is caught, that's the end of the game. The game's over, yeah. Whatever happens throughout the game, the second it's caught, that's the end of the game. Mm-hmm. The snitch is worth 150 points. But mm-hmm. a game can go for, like, say, eight hours. So really? you can get all kinds of – who knows? It's, it's until the golden snitch is caught. Oh, boy. So later on in the series, there's a, a big game that goes, like, eight days. Like, you wow. have no – so who knows how long the game's going to go. So you could have a score of like 8,050 to 8,100. So who knows what the point totals are going to be. So when you catch the snitch, even though it's only 150 points, it may be enough to sway back and forth or maybe just way out of reach. Because if, say, Slytherin's being Gryffindor, 800 does 50, and then Harry grabs the snitch, okay, it's 150 points, but they don't win. The game's just over, though. Okay. That's the rules of the points. Because I was like, I don't understand. As soon as you get snitched, like, whoever gets the snitch wins. That's what I thought it was at first. Same. So I was like, what's the point of the points if you just grab the snitch and win? But no, when the snitch is grabbed, the game's over. And whoever has the most points wins, and the snitch is worth 150 points. Okay. There you go. Thank you, rule book man. You're welcome. So during this Quidditch game, they're flying around. Harry's just standing like a like a doofus, kind of, just floating there. Yeah, he just yeah. And then Harry sees the snitch, and he goes flying after it, but his broom starts getting all wonky, and he's like up and down, being jagged all around like a rag. It looked like doll. he was gonna fall. Looks like right. It looked very mm. scary, and then Hermione has binoculars. And looks up to see all the different audience, see what's going on, and she sees Snape doing a cantation, and she's you see Snape talking. Yeah, whispers. Yeah. Once again, if you look at the entire screen instead of just looking at Snape, you see Quill behind him, staring very angrily at Harry Potter, and not 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 blinking, just making direct eye contact. Mm-hmm. So once again, if you look at the whole picture, they're basically saying, look, look here, this is it. But you don't know it. All you're looking at is Snape and immediately like Snape's doing something bad. So I don't understand how Hermione got from where her lookout tower to the teacher's lookout tower so quickly. It was pretty fast. Like she teleported there. Yep. Because she would have to run down the stairs, which are very tall, Mm -hmm. go across the field underneath and then climb back up the tower that would take a long time it sure would and there should be exhausted by the end of it uh hermione gets there and lights snape's cape on fire so if you notice again if you look at the whole picture snape goes oh i'm on fire and he stands up to like put it out when he stands up his arm goes back and he hits quill and quill falls backwards and that's when the Harry's broom stops messing up. Once yeah. again, Snape's look, looks like Snape is the one who lost focus and his broom is fine. So once again, it looks like Snape is doing it. But if you look at the whole picture, Q's behind him getting knocked over. A lot of spoilers right there. Yeah. If you pay attention to the full picture, you could you, definitely see something weird's happening. So then all of a sudden, 
they're going around and Harry goes for the snitch and he falls off his broom and rolls and it ends up in his mouth. End of game. Gryffindor wins. And then it's time for Christmas at Hogwarts. I feel like that's a like a W network movie. <laughs> like Christmas yeah. at Hogwarts. And like it has nothing to do with the real cast and it's like a love story for like two Ravenclaws. Like that's <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> so it's Christmas at Hogwarts and Harry once again so sweet. He gets Christmas presents for the first time. They're so nice. Right? And it's a sweater from Mrs. Weasley. So got, cute. Got, got, him a, got him a sweater uh, with an H on it because it's for H for Harry. And that's sweet. It's so sweet. It just makes me cry. <laughs> Which is kind of weird that he wouldn't go back to his own home. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's not a thing. He's yeah, with- he's not going back home. And every, a lot of students do go back home. But you know what's like out of the students, like Harry stays and Ron also stays, but his brothers don't. Because Ron stays to stay with Harry. Aww. Very nice. They explain that more in detail in the book. Oh, I said I wasn't going to talk about the book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but in the book, it's more in detail. And Ron's like, I'm going to stay with Harry because Harry was going to be by himself. In the yeah, couch. they were opening presents together. It was so yeah. cute. Ron and Harry are best friends. Yeah, oh, for sure. Harry gets a special gift. And yes, this gift is the Cloak of Invisibility. Uh, what? That sounds like a good code word to me. The Cloak of Invisibility? That's yeah. the code word. Okay. Yeah, it's code words. Co- code words plural. Cloak of Invisibility. First clue, folks. There you go. So make sure you write down Cloak of Invisibility and keep it nice and ready after the eighth movie. All the co-words together. DM us and you're actually entered into a chance to win a very, very special prize. And once again, Nicole, what's that gift? You're going to get a wonderful set of the books. Brand spanking new, ready for reading. So exciting. Once again, that code word is Cloak of Invisibility. Great code word. Great code word. So exciting. And ironically, speaking of books, when Harry gets the Cloak of Invisibility, the first place he decides to go to is the library. For whatever reason, he's like, I know where I've always wanted to go. The (laughs) library. Yeah. He goes to the forbidden section, which I guess is kind of cool. Yeah. But he still goes to the library. And when he's going around and trying to find out what's going on and get back to his area, he, that, that's where he runs into Snape arguing with Professor Q. Yeah. And being like, whose side yawn, bud? Like, I'm watching <laughs> you. He doesn't say it like that, obviously. Yeah, but, but I just wonder what in the world is happening at that point. So it makes you think that, oh, Snape is like angry at Q and trying to like bully him. Mm-hmm. But we know now, no, no, no. Snape is like, you're Hogwarts. Be Hogwarts, bud. Yeah. He never says the word bud. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I love Alan Rickman. I just want to say I love him. I think he's great as Snape. He Mm -hmm. is the perfect Snape. He fits that character so well. So well. And the the personality. And actually, J.K. Rowling handpicked him to be Snape. That's crazy. Yeah. It was 
I think he's a great choice. That's awesome. R.I.P. Allen. Sad. Let's get off the droopy subject. Let's brighten things up a little bit. <laughs> so uh, Harry goes and sees this mirror. And it's called the Mirror of Ezra. Yes. And I realized that, well, I thought it was a weird name. I just, they picked a weird name. And I read mm-hmm. that Ezra backwards is desire. Oh, okay. So if you, so if you look at the mirror. And put desire in front. Uh-huh. So you see what you desire. That is so cool. Right? Wow. It's a random name. And then I did a little, little bit of reading. I'm like, oh my God, that's so cool. That is so neat. Because Harry desires a family. Yeah. He wants his mom and dad. So he sees his parents. That's so sweet. Once again, so sweet. And it's kind of really sad that out of everything in the world, he wants a family. Everyone should have a family. Yeah. And Ron gets there. And Harry's like, look, it's my parents. And Ron's like, what are you talking about? It's just <laughs> me being captain of the team of the Quidditch Cup. What are you talking about? <laughs> like... <laughs> Who knew that was Ron's secret desire? <laughs> Mom must have been so jealous that Harry was already the seeker because yeah. he wants to be captain of the Quidditch Cup. <laughs> right? So that's, that's what Ron wants to, in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get to a little scene in the forest and I never really understood why I was part of it. And it was, they're at Hagrid's hut, the three of them, and there was mm-hmm. a dragon egg. And then the dragon hatches. Yeah. And then, like, kind of immediately, the dragon's gone. Yeah, I was so sad. So Malfoy sees the dragon through the hut window and goes and rats him out immediately. Like a well, he also sees the students who are supposed to be in bed. But he should have been in bed. Yeah, well, he gets in trouble, too. (laughs) Good, because he should have been in bed. (laughs) Yeah, like, he thought that he was doing a good deed by ratting them out. And really, he got himself in trouble, too. Of the four of them, they have their detention is that middle of the night, they have to go with Hagrid right? to the forest. Which was uh, forbidden. Yeah. So, okay, four 11-year-olds, here's your punishment for breaking curfew. Break curfew again and go into the forbidden forest. And they were supposed to split up. Yeah. Split up. Why? In the forbidden forest when bad things were happening. Very, yeah, very bad things. They're a dead unicorn. And drinking, the, it looks like something is eating the unicorn. Ew. You don't really see what it is, but you know later that it's Voldemort. Something scary. Something Voldemort. very scary. And he's drinking the blood of a unicorn. When he was coming after Harry. Yes. Luckily, he was not strong enough to do anything. Yeah. He was just, he's drinking the unicorn blood to get strength. He wasn't strong enough to do anything with Harry thankfully i wonder what made him think you know what would make me feel good unicorn blood well he knows that unicorn blood would restore his powers he has to drink a lot of it to even get anything but yeah he's trying he's desperate so they go back to the hut and hagrid blurts out that to get around fluffy you have to play some music he keeps doing that he's a very does something goes oh i shouldn't have said that yeah He's a bad secret keeper. Very bad. And he, so he says, oh, to get around Fluffy, you just got to play some music. And he falls Well, asleep. because these kids were asking, who gave you this egg? And he goes, oh, I don't know who it was, but, you know, we got to talking and, you know, I ta- talked to him about Fluffy and told him all he had to do was play music. Yeah. Well, and he, he told a secret to, to some random guy that, oh, this yeah. is how you get around Fluffy, who protects the Philosopher's Stone. Like, it's ridiculous. Come on, bud. Yeah. Which Hermione figures out. 
that that's be what Fluffy is hiding. Yes. And is the Philosopher's Stone. She's so freaking smart, that girl. She's a very she's a smarty pants. Yeah. That's why I thought you'd be Hermione. But as we've determined, you're a little bit of a Neville. I'm a little bit of a Neville. You're also a little bit of Hermione because you're very smart. But you're a little bit of a Neville. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) So they run immediately to Fluffy because they're getting through now. Yeah. And they open the door and there's a harp playing. Yeah. So someone's already figured it out and played music. So now they're Fluffy's fast asleep. They move the paw, they're opening the door, they're starting to get in, and they're like, oh, the music stopped. Yeah. Wouldn't you think immediately, if that music stopped, that means Fluffy's awake. They were just a little slow with that one. Yeah. They jump in immediately, and Ron was pissing me off. Hermione very clearly says, do not move, stay calm, and you'll fall right through the vines. Yeah, he got stuck. He kept wiggling. Yeah, that would have been a little nerve Hermione just said, and you know she's extremely smart. Yeah, well, and she got down there, no problem. She said, yeah. just stop moving. Stop moving, stay calm, and you'll go right through it. Ron's like, ah, ah, and wiggling. Of course you got stuck. <laughs> You're a little bit of a Ron, aren't you? Wow. Yeah, I'm a Ron little Ron never wrong. listens to Hermione. No, I, you're, that's and fair. I'm and a little bit of a Hermione and you never listen to me. I listen to you all the time. Yeah, I don't right. retain any of it, but I listen to it. Yeah, it <laughs> goes in one ear and up the other. Anyways, finally Ron gets smart and he stops moving and falls down. And then they go to another place with a lot of flying keys flying around. And Harry has to find the one key that opens the door. Which I still don't understand. I think he just picked a random key and where it worked. No, it was the one that was a little damaged. I don't know how they thought that that was the, the right key. That's what I'm saying. I, there, there's no way they would have ever known. Like the damaged key wouldn't speak to me. Oh, okay, that's the key. How would I yeah, know? Yeah, it was the only one that was damaged and kind of was having trouble flying. Yeah, it was very odd. This <laughs> is where the CGI is a little poo-poo. Yeah, I get that. There's the flying keys were kind of weird. Flying keys and just that them flying to try to get it yeah, was a little bit of a CGI nightmare, but... it may, I think it makes up for in the next scene, though. Yes, 100%. When they're playing chess... Oh, my God, so intense. Very intense, and I thought it was very well done. Oh, 100%. I was, again, have watched this movie before <laughs> and was so intense. I was like, oh, my gosh, what is going to happen? Even though I knew what was going to happen, it still yeah. was like one of my favorite scenes. Oh, so good. And Rupert, who plays Ron, when he falls, if you watch in the movie, he hits his cheek off the ground. Oh. Rupert himself fell and hit his cheek on the ground there and actually injured himself. Oh, no. Right? So that was like legit, like he fell and hurt, legit hurt himself. Made it really realistic. Well, yeah. But that was a little... <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> I thought it was very intense. And then he, Ron sacrificed himself to win the game for Harry. Because he's like, Harry, I know it's you that has to go on. Yeah. Like Ron's like, I'm not going to be able to do anything. Harry, go ahead. I'll sacrifice myself. You go ahead. Very noble. Good on Ron. Yeah. Harry now goes in alone, though. Which would be nerve-wracking to yeah. begin with. So he goes in. Such a brave kid. Brave kid. And he sees the mirror that was moved. And he's like, oh, the mirror's here. And then Professor Q comes out. Hi, Professor Quill. 
What are you doing here? Uh, what are you doing? His stutter's gone all of a sudden. And he starts talking and he unwraps Ugh. the turban around his head. And Voldemort's face is the back of his head. It actually just made my stomach turn. What Watching. a reveal. Yeah. If for someone who has never seen it, that is a shocking reveal. Yeah. That Voldemort's face is the back of his head, which now eyes in everything from the rest of the movie. Yeah, it makes sense. Will's back of his head was facing Harry, and that's when Harry's scar hurt because Voldemort is staring at him. That's so creepy. He took over that poor Professor Q's body, basically. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, it was so made my stomach turn just like the watching talking Voldemort and, like, talking at the same time as the professor's yeah. face was there. It was so bad. And he was like whispering at him the whole time to do things. Oh, can you imagine? That'd be so awful. And then they look in the mirror and Harry somehow now has the stone. Yeah. And apparently the stone can only be shown to someone who doesn't want to use the stone. Obviously the stone's got some power. Oh yeah, it's crazy. And the stone kind of looks basic though to me. Like, it just looked like a rock. Yeah. I was thinking it'd be, like, really, like, polished and, like, really nice looking like a gem. But it looked like a rock that just happened to be, like, purple. I thought that was weird. But yeah. it should have had a better rock. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, it should have had a better rock. Yeah. I didn't understand this at first, but I figured out later. Harry then touches Quill for the first time. Yeah. And turns his hand into dust. Made him burn up. Harry immediately grabs him in the face. Because yep. what else are you going to do? And Smart. They, yeah, and dusted Quill, or Q. His entire body was gone. Gone. And then <sighs> the spirit Ashes. of Voldemort goes up in the air. And through Harry. Through Harry. Now, <gasps> okay, that typically that would kill someone, Voldemort going through him. Mm-hmm. We're going to find out in a later movie why he didn't die there. Just yeah. remember this from this movie, why Harry didn't die. We'll find out later. But now the stone has been destroyed and Voldemort has other ways to return, apparently. He's like, I have other ways. I don't need the stone. So what's the whole point of the movie then? Why are yeah. you going for the stone to begin with? If you have other ways, why don't you just do it the other way then? Well, I guess maybe it was A, B, C, or D and maybe the stone was the easiest method. Yeah, you know what? You're probably right. The stone was the easiest method to get that, probably. Either way, they said love conquered. Love conquered all. Yeah. There love you conquered go. Professor and Q. Professor Q is gone, and he's dead, and he's dusted, and that's the end of it. Poor guy. And my, I'm going to say right now, my least favorite part in the entire movie is coming up. Yeah? It makes my blood boil this part of the movie we're partying they get to the house cup and and they're all there and there's slytherin signs everywhere i am surprised because of which house you're from you won the house cup congratulations way to go yep and gryffindor is like last they did ter- well because they kept breaking the rules. Yeah, they lost lots of points because they broke the rules. Yeah, rule breakers. Yeah. Dumbledore goes over the list and then all of a sudden, like a dick, goes Ron for your bravery 50 points. 
Hermione, for your quick thinking, 50 points. Harry, for your bravery, 50 points. I think he got 60. Oh, sorry. Harry got 60. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> Harry. And then, <laughs> and then he is like, that ties you with Slytherin for first. What? And then he goes, Neville, for standing up oh, to yeah. your friends, 10 points. Oh, yeah. And now they've won the House Cup. The fuck is that? You wins. I'm surprised you're so negative about it since you're a Gryffindor. The, Gryffindor didn't do anything. They just, okay, they saved the world. Okay, that's not part of the, where is that in the rule book for house cup rules? Slytherin were the better house the entire semester. They, Harry wins one battle, give the house cup to the entire Gryffindor table. They risked their life. Not all of Gryffindor did. Three kids out of the whole house did. Okay. Um, four. Neville stood up to people. Yeah, well, Neville's dumb. Ah, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Neville. But <laughs> I'm just, it makes me so angry that. Yeah. That this wasn't like really fair to And then everything changes. Yeah, the all changes to Gryffindor. Malfoy's upset, which I get it. I'm on Team Malfoy right now. Yeah, I would yeah, be I'd be pissed too. Yeah. Can you imagine you walking in and Ravenclaw's all over the walls and you're like, oh my God, our team won. And then you're like, oh, by the way, Harry had a little bit of a scuffle in the basement with, uh, he killed a professor and now we're going to give the house points to Gryffindor. Yeah, I would be mad. I would have. Right? Yeah. It makes me so angry. All the flags change. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Change. So angry. If no, if they knew this was going to happen, why have the flags out at all at first? Like, like to change Dumbledore tells hurt, all. To me, changing them from Slytherin to Gryffindor hurts more than having nothing in Gryffindor coming down. Yeah. So that yeah, means like that basically the like the hand of the trophy says some things and took the trophy away. But then, yay for Gryffindor! Yay for Gryffindor! And that's the end of the movie. They go down to the train station and they're like, "All right, uh, off to summer." See you next year. Harry has to go back to the Dursleys. And then Ron goes, are you excited at all to go back home? And Harry looks at Hogwarts one last time and goes, this is my home. Yay! And then the credits come up. Yay! Yay! And that's it. There you go. How did you like the movie, Nicole? I really liked it. I'm excited that this is our first series. And I hope our listeners are excited too. I really hope so. And this was voted by our listeners on Twitter. People voted and mm-hmm. Harry Potter won. So this is what we're doing first. Yeah. I like the movie. What about you? I loved this movie. Not happy about the points at the end. Yeah. That's going to be a continuing theme for these episodes. All these bonus episodes. It's going to be very angry. I'm going to love the movie 10 out of 10 for the whole 99% of the movie. At the very end, I'm going to go and give it a zero out of 10. <laughs> it's going to keep happening. That's just a fact. <laughs> so there's a lot of facts and figures, but a lot of them tie in for the whole series. So we're not going to go over those details. I mentioned that Alan Rickman was handpicked by J.K. Rowling to be Snape. Mm-hmm. And the other, so the first four novels have been written at the time, but the other ones hadn't yet. But J.K. Rowling told Snape, everything that happens Snape-wise for the whole series, even the books I hadn't written yet. So Alan Rickman was the only person on set who knew how the story of Harry Potter ended. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, so no one else knew. What an honor. Right? I thought that was pretty cool. 
the one thing I will mention about the books that's very, uh, very prominent is that Harry's supposed to have green eyes and Hermione has to have buck teeth. Oh. Like they're very detailed in the book, like very detailed about those okay. two facts. When they fit Daniel Radcliffe with the green contact lenses, he had an allergic reaction and couldn't wear it. Oh no. So they're like, fine, Harry's now have blue eyes. Okay. They fitted Emma Watson with Hermione's teeth. <laughs> he put her buck teeth in, walked out on set. They said, okay, action. They filmed the first scene of her on the train. Yeah. And then they said, cut, cut, cut. We did not hear a single word that Emma Watson just said. Yeah, because that would change the way she talked. Yeah. So they're like, I guess Hermione doesn't have buck teeth anymore. <laughs> they took it out and the action again and she was phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of funny that the two... Oh, that's funny. Because in the book, they go into a lot of detail about those facts. Yeah. And that's... People are like, why is Daniel Radcliffe have blue eyes? Well, that's why. Wow. As of February 2002, this was the second highest grossing movie of all time. Wow. After Titanic. Wow. So that's huge, right? That is huge. What do you think the budget of this movie alone, just this movie was? Oh my gosh. There's a lot of CGI and a lot of on-set kind of things, and there are a lot of things like that. So how much do you think it was? $110 million. Wow, you're really close. Really? $125 million. Whoa. You're, you're spot on. You've been practicing with these. Well, you just think about the CGI, the graphics, and yeah. just how things are done. Yeah, but think of the money. We'll talk about it in our last oh. episode. Oh, yeah. Man, we'll- oh, man. We know how much the whole series has made. This one movie alone has two different price rates for the gross box office. Okay. Because there was a re-release a little later on. Okay. But the original box office, how much do you think that was? $250 million. So it's a lot higher than that. Really? Unfortunately, you're way off. Oh, my gosh. The total was $974 million. Oh, my gosh. In its initial release. Wow. When they did the re-release, it was only up for a couple weekends as the re-release. Mm-hmm. That is when they broke the $1 billion mark. Wow. That's crazy. So they made $1.002 billion for the first Harry Potter movie. That's crazy. There are seven more to go. Wow. And it, we're already at a billion dollars. Money maker. It is, there's a reason why this is one of the most successful franchises in history. I definitely understand. And I definitely get it. Nicole, what's your rating of this movie out of 10? I'm going to go a nine. You're giving it a nine? Yeah. Okay. I like this movie. Lots of fantasy. I love the magic parts. I love the introduction to the characters. Just a few little CGI things here and there. But other than that, I thought it was a great movie. I'm going to give you? it a nine and a half. I love the movie. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, some CGI stuff didn't work. But most importantly, Gryffindor shouldn't have got those points. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you lost a half a point. <laughs> That's honestly why you lost half a point. Because Gryffindor should not have got all those points. Anyways, that's the end of our very first episode of For Harry Potter. I'm so excited to get over these movies. So excited. Remember, the code words are going to be coming out every single episode. Jot them down. Make sure you have them all after the eighth one. Let us know what the eight are in our DMs. Don't put them on the comments because everyone can see. And we will pick one of those lucky people and they will win. 
You can be entered into a draw to win. Very exciting. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to our special Thursday edition designated solely to discussing the best and the worst movie series. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, remember to subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts. Don't forget to add us on social media at Mac Movie Talk to be a part of our polls. You just never know. You might see us break down one of your favorite movie series. New episodes will be released on Thursdays, so keep an eye out. If you have a series suggestion or you have a movie you want us to review, send us a message on Twitter or Instagram and we'll put it on our must-watch list. That's all for now. Take care and have an awesome day.